Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, October 29th. I'm Nyla Boot. Here's how we're making you smarter today. The Senate seats that could flip. And the presidential campaigns weigh in on protests in Philadelphia. But first, the record surge in coronavirus cases is today's one big thing. We have this map on the Axios website that looks at whether COVID-19 cases are going up or down in each state since the previous week. And right now, it does not look good. Nearly every state is increasing. In the upper Midwest states around the Great Lakes, cases are up about 25% this week. These also happen to be some of the most fought-over battleground states in the presidential election. We'll have more on that in a moment, but first, we wanted to talk to a doctor on the front lines in Wisconsin. Dr. Jeffrey Pothoff is the chief quality officer at the University of Wisconsin Health and an ER doctor in Madison, Wisconsin. We spoke last night. Do you have enough PPE? Do you have enough bed space? We have enough to meet the demands of the next several days. But at the same time, I don't want to give the impression that there isn't a PPE shortage anymore. You know, even nine months into this pandemic, we don't have any assurances that as we go through this respiratory season, we're going to continue to have enough PPE. Now, the ICU situation is even a little bit more dire. We had a single wing of ICU special pathogens rooms for people who had this disease. We've exceeded the capacity of that ICU. We then turned half of a large medical ICU into a COVID ICU, and we've filled that up. We had a new ICU that was being built. Initially, that was slated to open in mid-November, but kind of seeing the writing on the walls, we worked with our facilities teams. They put in a whole bunch of extra work, and we actually opened that new ICU yesterday and are now putting COVID patients in there. So I'm guessing that you don't have a whole lot of free time to talk about the election. In your free moments, are you talking about that? The closest thing we get to is we talk about leadership and how this pandemic could have looked different with a different approach to it. We get pretty frustrated with anybody who wants to hold a big rally in Wisconsin, whether it's the Republicans, the Democrats, or anyone else. The last thing we need right now is anything that causes a whole bunch of people to gather in close proximity without a mask. That's just unfathomable that that stuff's still happening. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're very busy. We appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. I wondered what effect this might have on a swing state in the final days of the campaign. Both candidates have been traveling there with more frequency as we get closer to the election. So I called up Sean Johnson. He's the Capitol Bureau Chief for Wisconsin Public Radio. So if you just judge by what the campaigns are doing, they think Wisconsin is competitive. Now, when we're seeing so many terrible headlines about the coronavirus, do you have any sense on how this has affected voters in Wisconsin? If you look at this poll that comes out pretty consistently in Wisconsin from Marquette University Law School, the remarkable thing about that poll this year is that it really hasn't changed much. So we've had more news than most of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes this year. And yet Wisconsin voters are so polarized and they're so divided that the margin between Joe Biden and Donald Trump really hasn't moved too much. You know, in the final Marquette poll before Election Day, it was around 5% margin with 7 to 8% of people who were still undecided. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us, Sean. Thanks for having me. With the election five days away, cases and hospitalizations are again at an all-time high. But at this point, it's not likely to change any minds. 
We'll be back in 15 seconds to catch you up quick on Hurricane Zeta, the stock market, and the campaign's responses to protests in Philadelphia. Welcome back to Axios Today. It's five days until the election. Let's catch you up quick on three stories we're watching. First, stocks had their worst day in four months, with the major indices dropping more than 3%. Yeah, this matters because the volatility is a break with what we've seen in recent months. Axios' Courtney Brown. So I think the question is, is the volatility we've seen this week a blip or is this the beginning of a prolonged downturn for the stock market? The backdrop to those falling stocks? New lockdowns in Europe and surging cases across the U.S. Next, Hurricane Zeta hit New Orleans last night as a Category 2 storm. 100 mile per hour wind gusts as the hurricane makes landfall in Louisiana tonight. Zeta is the 27th named storm of this year's Atlantic hurricane season, matching a 2005 record. And finally, following the fatal police shooting of Walter Wallace Jr., here's how Donald Trump and Joe Biden responded to days of protests in Philadelphia. People are breaking into stores and walking out with washing machines and walking out with all sorts of things, and it shouldn't be allowed. That's no way to do it. you got to have law and order. You've got to have respect for our police. I think to be able to protest is totally legitimate. It's totally reasonable. But I think that the looting is just, as the victim's father said, do not do this. It's not what my son, you're not helping. You're hurting. You're not helping my son. There's so much going on. Check Axios.com all day for the latest news. Jessica Taylor is the Senate and Governor's Editor at the Cook Political Report, and she's here to bring us up to speed on what is going on with the Senate and what we can expect next week. Jessica, we've got just a few days to go before the election. And first of all, I wonder, when we're thinking of the Senate, can you give us a really quick overview of how many seats, to your analysis at the Cook Political Report, are up for grabs here? Currently, we have a dozen seats that we consider competitive that are Republican held, and there are just two of those on the Democratic side. I'm really looking at four seats now that Democrats need to get to 50-50. And the two most vulnerable are Cory Gardner in Colorado and Martha McSally in Arizona. We think that those are pretty clear underdogs. I think Maine, Susan Collins, is the next one. I mean, it's very tough to be a moderate in this age of Trump. Then you have North Carolina. So I think this one is interesting for a few reasons. Even a few weeks ago, Democratic challenger Cal Cunningham was on pace to defeat Republican Senator Tom Tillis, who is really unpopular in the state. His ratings are not where you need an incumbent to be. But then came the sexting scandal. You never want to be having a sex scandal anytime during a campaign, but especially in October. But this one may prove that perhaps policy trumps personal in this instance. He's made it really more about health care, about COVID relief. I think it could help them win back the Senate in 2020. One of the races that's getting so much attention is South Carolina, Lindsey Graham versus Jamie Harrison. I don't think there's a politician that has changed more over the past four years than Lindsey Graham. He was very critical of Trump, ran against him in the primary and called him a race-baiting xenophobic bigot. Now, He's a really close Trump ally. Harrison also has the ability to juice African-American turnout. Harrison's raised $57 million, which just obliterated the previous record. We do have it rated a toss-up, though when I look at our seven races, I think this one is the toughest, though. 
Jessica Taylor is a Senate and Governor's Editor at the Cook Political Report. Before we go today, we've gotten so many great voting stories from you, so I wanted to share my voting story. I went out Tuesday with one of our producers, Nuria, for the first day of early in-person voting in Washington, D.C. We are at Nats Stadium here at lunchtime. And the- there was no line, just a small trickle of people coming in and out of the stadium, which is one of six super vote centers in the city. World Central Kitchen was also there with chicken pot pies and water for voters as they came out of the polling center. Ma'am, would you like to use an electronic ballot marking device or would you like to fill in the circles on a paper ballot? I will do electronic. Let's go this way. See the woman in the blue? And I was in and out in six minutes. I have my sticker. I voted. And now I can have some chicken pot pie. We'd love to hear some more of your voting stories. You can send them to podcasts at Axios.com. That's all we've got for you today. If you want more news before tomorrow, you can tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.